I would love to see ASML be a bit more strategic with their stock buybacks than they have been in the past. They tend to just make the stock repurchases whenever the free cash flow rolls in. That machine costs significantly more than even the regular EUV machine, right? This one is upwards of 300 million versus 150 to 250 million on the older machine, the older machine. Welcome back, chip stock investors. Today, we're here to talk about ASML earnings and what that means for the semiconductor industry. Is this indicating a bull market for the semi industry? Is ASML a value right now or is it too expensive for our taste? Let's talk about those things in this episode of Chip Stock Investor. First things first, though, uh, how, how are you feeling today, Casey? I'm much better. Thank you. I'm sorry I wasn't on the last episode. I had a migraine and I just didn't feel like recording. So forgive me all. As you like to tell me, your body is a microchip and I guess a speck of dust compromised the system. It really did. Glad to have you back. Thanks. Hopefully the viewers are too. Before we get into the meat of the discussion, I'll just run through a couple of high-level numbers for ASML. These are all fiscal year 2023 numbers. Revenue was up 30% to 27.6 billion euros. Earnings per share up 41% to almost 20 euros. And free cash flow down 54% to 3.3 billion euros. So great finish to the year, but the stock went up significantly yesterday, about 10%. Were these numbers indicating that much of a, of a growth story? Yeah, obviously a, a hot start or a hot finish to 2023. And yeah, I guess a hot start to 2024. But the interesting thing here, Casey, is the guidance for full year 2024, which we'll talk about here momentarily, was reaffirmed. And that's not a great thing for the immediate term, especially if you're your investor you're just now coming to ASML and you're looking to buy. I think the short story is we think there's going to be some volatility after yet another melt up for the stock. But here's why I think why the market is rewarding ASML and it has to do with order bookings. There was a big recovery in order bookings in Q4 2023. So a little bit of backstory here. ASML closed out 2022 with this record backlog, around 40 billion euro, let's call it, well over a year's worth of revenue. And then throughout 2023, as their manufacturing customers were in this bear market, managing their cash, the orders, they didn't go away, but they were pretty meager, right? We have this chart here that shows the quarterly cadence of equipment orders coming in for ASML. And it kind of progressively reduced that backlog for ASML pretty significantly. And management had been saying all along that, you know what, the big influx of new orders are going to come perhaps by the back half of 2024. But lo and behold, the big surprise here was there was actually a big giant order intake in Q4. So we'll just show this quote here from the CFO, Roger Dawson, 9.2 billion euro in orders taken in Q4, 2023, about 50, 50 split between memory chip makers and logic chip makers. So memory being like SK Hynix, Micron, and Samsung, which does memory and logic, and then other 50% logic. So that would be like Taiwan semi-manufacturing and Intel. And then of that order backlog, about 5.6 billion was related to extreme ultraviolet EUV, both low numerical aperture or low NA and 
high-end A being the latest, greatest machines. So I think the market was excited to see that order recovery take place in Q4 2023, not get delayed into 2024, the second half of 2024, like management's messaging has been indicating all along. And that high in a machine is the one that Intel received this year, correct? Yeah, exactly. That massive piece of machinery and installing it, that's the one. And we'll talk about this a little bit more later, but that machine costs significantly more than even the regular EUV machine, right? This one is upwards of 300 million versus 150 to 250 million on the older machine, the older machine. Yeah. In fact, you know, it, it's going to depend on a lot of different factors, but some of the estimates are even 350, maybe even closer to 400 million euro per high NA EUV lithography machine. Pretty wild. Yeah. So it's going to be very few companies that are actually going to be purchasing that machine, but obviously the, the cost is so, so great that it will definitely move the needle for ASML. Let's talk about what they said about the semiconductor industry as a whole for 2024. CFO Roger Dawson mentioned that there's not a clear picture on exactly how the semiconductor industry is going to recover in 2024. It's indicating that it's headed that direction, but what's the shape of that recovery are, are the words he used. How fast is that recovery going to be? It still seems unclear at this point, right? Yeah. And, you know, we've been talking about this in our recent videos. All indications are, yes, the recovery is here. And what we mean by that is the worst of the downturn from late 2022 through 2023, specifically for memory and logic chips, advanced memory and advanced logic chips. Everyone's thoughts are immediately going to go towards generative AI infrastructure. Fine. That's fair. You, you can let your mind wander that direction. That's what we're talking about, as well as PC and smartphone. We're not going to have this new massive boom and PC and smartphone sales from consumers, but inventory levels of those types of chips have gotten much more healthy because there was a glut of inventory that cropped up at the end of 2022 after the pandemic era spending spree on consumer electronics. Those levels are now healthy, which paves the way for a resumption of gradual growth. That's what is going to help ASML because all those chips, generative AI, cloud data center infrastructure, and advanced PC and smartphone chips, that's what their equipment, especially these EUV machines, are used to help craft. So that's the shape of the recovery that Dawson mentioned on the earnings call. And the market is taking a look at the influx of new orders and saying, well, you know, maybe we don't know the shape of the recovery, but 9.2 billion in new orders in a single quarter looks and sounds pretty good. ASML, your customers must be thinking, good times lay just around the corner. Absolutely. And as we were just talking about, the average selling price for some of these newer units is higher. And so they may not be receiving as many orders for the deep ultraviolet machine because of that export license needed from Dutch and U.S. governments to China. And we've talked about in several recent videos that China was a huge buyer of these DUV and even immersion DUV machines, which have a decent selling price as well. Now that those export licenses have become even more restrictive, they'll have to rely on the sale price of those high NA EUV machines and other lower priced DUV machines, which is still 
a huge amount of money. Yeah, massive. Again, like you said, a uh, couple hundred million euro a pop for each of, of these machines. Another quote here from Dawson. So that high NA EUV model, the latest and greatest out there is EXE, specifically the EXE 5000. That's the new family of, of high NA machines. And then you'll hear Dawson and others on the management team talk about the NXE, specifically the MXE 3800E. That's like the still an incredibly advanced piece of machinery, but it's, it's been around now. The low NA, low numerical aperture machines have been around for a few years now, but more customers are starting to now feather in those MXE, low NA EUV models. I'm sorry, it sounds like we're talking about Lexus car models in the US, right? These names are ridiculous. MXE is the low NA EUV. EXE 5000 is the high NA machines. Again, just to be clear, EXE 5000, like the one just shipped to Intel that you mentioned, Casey. So average selling prices on those are higher, which should offset what ASML thinks is going to be a decrease in the deep ultraviolet DUV machines, especially probably to China. The Chinese fabs are still going to probably have a pretty good year in 2024. It sounds like they're still going to be trying to order as many DUV lithography machines as they can to ramp up their own production, but it would probably come off of the record 2023 level. So a bit of an offset here from EUV and DUV machines. Does that make sense? Before continuing, let me remind you to hit the like button and subscribe to the channel if this video is helpful as you do your own investment research and increase your knowledge of business and technology. We really appreciate the support as subscribing to the channel helps us continue putting out content like this. Let's look at this net system sales breakdown that ASML provided for us. You can see the locations that these pieces of equipment have been shipped to. You can see that in the last two quarters, China has dominated in purchases. But Nick, I wanted to ask you a little bit more about this breakdown here of the technology systems breakdown. Obviously, EUVs, self-explanatory, that's what we've been talking about, metrology and inspection. But what are the differences here? This AR, PHI, ARF, DRY, what are we looking at these numbers? Are, what's the DUV? What's the immersion DUV? Can you explain that to us? So immersion, very high-level, simple terms, because I'm not an ASML engineer and not even remotely close to it. But immersion DUV is... Generally speaking, the most advanced deep ultraviolet machinery before you start getting into the extreme ultraviolet spectrum. And the ARF and the ARFI refers to the source of the laser, of the ultraviolet laser that helps with the lithography step that basically stencils out the shape of the eventually what becomes a chip. These refer to elements on the periodic table and those are the source of the ultraviolet laser. And then immersion is the most advanced. That's where the laser shines through a puddle of water. And then dry is even older, deep ultraviolet technology where it, the laser is not shown through a puddle of water. Again, very high level terms here, but that's the general breakdown of, of what we're looking at here and the placement of these machines. It is an interesting chart as well showing the cadence of new placements in 2024 and 2025, it's a world map, obviously, showing the location of new 
fabs or expanding fabs of ASML's customers that will be accepting their first ASML equipment in 2024 and 2025. Pretty impressive. There's a lot of new and expanding fabs. As we've been talking about since we started this channel, we think these equipment makers, the Fab 5, ASML Bay, now at this point, the largest of the Fab 5, so many new fabs and expanding fabs supported by things like the U.S. CHIPS Act, the European CHIPS Act, and equivalent funding in South Korea, in Taiwan, Southeast Asia. I mean, you name it. If a country has chip manufacturing aspirations, they're dumping money into the stuff, and that's going to benefit ASML. Interesting thing here, you notice that there are some missing dots on the map. Nothing in Europe. You see the one in, in Israel there that's probably an Intel expansion. Nothing in the European continent, though, and nothing in Ohio or New York yet. Ohio being where Intel is going to build that mega complex. Upstate New York, where Micron is building its own. Those are going to be later, probably like 2026 and beyond. Just a little side point here, but I think it illustrates the point that, yes, DUV is coming off of its highs from last year, but lots of new growth opportunities this year and in, into 2025 for ASML. Just as a side point, remember that Applied Materials Centura Sculpta machine that we talked about last March? Yes, I think I know where you're going with this. Yeah, some of the leading edge manufacturing right now, which includes Intel, are relying on those older EUV machines with multi-patterning using the Centura Sculpta machine in between those patterning steps so that they can push the boundaries of transistor manufacturing, adding more transistors via going over the wafer multiple times. And so this allows these companies to do this without upgrading immediately to the high NA EUV machine model from ASML. So cost savings to fabs. But ultimately, these companies are purchasing these machines, right? Yeah. As we pointed out, there was like some weird media attention being given to this last March that was saying that like applied materials is going to disrupt ASML, which is an absurd statement made by people that don't understand how this industry works. These are collaborators ultimately at the end of the day. So that Centura Sculpta, a nice new revenue stream for applied materials in the coming years and a complement to ASML because a lot of customers that have maybe been dragging their feet on adopting EUV, you know, at this point, the old EUV machines, like you call them, Casey, they've been dragging their feet on it, but maybe now they're like, Hey, you know what? It's time. It's time to adopt that. The technology has been fleshed out. In fact, there's also the supplied materials machine that makes that process step even more efficient. Let's go ahead and buy the whole package. So a good thing for both of these companies going forward. Okay. So this is all good stuff, Casey, but ultimately what's a bit concerning for the near term for us as shareholders is despite all of the good stuff, the outlook for 2024 was a bit lackluster, right? Yeah. It appears that 2024 revenue is going to be very similar to 2023, which ended up about 27.6 billion euros, which is a 30% increase over 2022. So flat revenue coming this year, at least that's what management is telling us. But it appears that the market thinks they're sandbagging a bit 
lower DUV immersion sales might get totally offset by those higher average selling prices of EUV machines, especially that EXE 5000 series, the high NA EUV model that Intel just received for R&D on its newest manufacturing node. I think we, we need to reiterate this. Each of these high NA machines has an estimated price tag of 300 to 400 million euros each. Compare that to the 150 to 200 million euros for the older EUV models that have been out for a few years now. So any sales of these high NA machines are a huge boost in revenue. Yeah, so like you said, it certainly seems like the market is betting that ASML management is being cautious with this 2024 guidance. But I think it's prudent. Let's take management at its word and just assume flat revenue for 2024 because that's what they told us. And, and along with that, there's probably going to be a slight dip in gross profit margin. They reported 51.3% gross margin in 2023. It looks like that may dip below 51% in 2024. Again, because DUV machine sales will be down higher mix to the AUV machine side, which has a little bit lower gross margin at this point, just because they're newer products, right? This is simple manufacturing economics here. So let's just take management for its word and assume 2024 is going to be flat, which is pretty good. They're holding on to the growth market. Maybe thinks otherwise, whatever market can do what it wants to do. Uh, let's pivot though, and talk about 2025, because this is where I think we are willing to get excited, that 2025 outlook. Yeah, CFO Roger Dawson again said that 2024 is going to be a transition year and they're making good investments into capacity because they believe that 2025 is going to be a year of strong growth. And that's what they're preparing for in 2024. So uh, capacity expansion, meaning? Yeah, expansion of equipment manufacturing facility output. Okay. Right. ASML also a manufacturer, but instead of manufacturing the chips themselves, they need a place to manufacture the equipment ultimately used to manufacture the chips. Does that make sense? Maybe we should use the semiconductor industry flow chart here. Yes. Pulling out the semiconductor industry flow chart, you can see that ASML falls right in the center of the semiconductor industry flow. They make equipment that makes the chips. Okay. Good stuff. 2025 outlook is for significant growth. Who knows what that means? I think it probably means 20% plus growth over 2024. Roger Dawson also said on the call that in addition to significant growth, gross margin, growth profit margins are also going to re-expand upwards of 54 to 56%. So I, 2025 sounds like a monster year. But what's back up because it's only January, 2024, what's going to move the stop this year after this yet another run up towards all time highs last achieved the second half of 2021. What are we looking at here for the next 12 months before significant growth starts to kick in? One of the things that was mentioned is the policy that ASML has of growing their dividends. They said that in Q1, they planned to pay out 145 euro per share, and then they were planning to recommend to the board that they will have a final dividend of 175 euro per share, and that would bring the total dividend 
for 2023 up to a level of €6.10 per share, which would be a 5.2 increase over last year's dividend. And then the plan is whatever cash is left over after that, they would pay back to shareholders by share buybacks. Right. Um, so it looks like that would be the primary mover this year. So let's talk about what's going to be left over for share buyback, because all of this is paid from free cash flow, right? Free cash flow being operating expenses are paid for. Then you have your capital expenditures, property, plant, and equipment. So that's going to go towards expanding ASML's own manufacturing output capacity, like you mentioned. But they already started doing that last year in 2023, and resulting free cash flow was pretty pretty meager. If the outset you mentioned was a 54% year-over-year decrease in free cash flow last year to 3.9 billion euro, most of that coming in Q4, in fact. So we're going to have this big resurgence in free cash flow in 2024, we believe, similar to what happened with Qualcomm and Applied Materials, which we called out this time a year ago. And so now all of that leftover cash, it sounds like, that comes rolling in from free cash flow will get used to repurchase stock. That sounds like great news. That should keep the stock, the floor on the stock price, I think, elevated this year, Casey. But my concern is, you know, the timing of this. I would love to see ASML be a bit more strategic with their stock buybacks than they have been in the past. They tend to just make the stock repurchases whenever the free cash flow rolls in. And that's fine over the ultra long term. But I really, really like applied materials strategy with stock buybacks, where they are happy to let the cash accumulate on the balance sheet first, wait for these down years, and then plow all that cash from off the balance sheet into stock repurchases. ASML a bit different. They just, at least historically, make the buybacks when the cash rolls in and they try not to time the, the downturns in the market. At any rate, it's just a, a simple difference in strategy. It should still pay off over the long term. But the one way I guess you could look at this is if the free cash flow starts rolling in this year, they start buying back stock in 2024. If they suddenly do have that big ramp up in sales and profit margins in 2025, we're probably happy campers with the stock repurchase program anyways. I don't know. Just minor nitpickiness here. Don't mind me. Let's talk about valuation for ASML. Currently, its market cap is 312 billion euro as of market close on January 24th. So what does that tell us in terms of valuation? What's it sitting at, Nick? Yeah, it means it's at a steep premium, but it's simply. So again, using 3.29 billion euro in free cash flow over the last 12 months and 19.91 euro per share. That means ASML stock currently trades for, uh, I'm going to use a rough approximation here because the stock price is going to jump around in the coming weeks when all of you dear viewers watch this. Let's say 95 times trailing 12-month free cash flow or 42 times trailing 12-month earnings per share. So the 95 times trailing 12-month free cash flow is a bit misleading, right? We already explained probably going to be a resurgence in free cash flow this year and into 2025. So that ludicrous looking price tag is going to fix itself. But on an earnings per share basis, 42 times trailing 12 month earnings per share, it's a high premium, right, Casey? It, it's pretty steep. It, it's certainly not like the 17, 18x price to earnings multiple that we paid for it in October and November, 2022. 
Yeah, it is a very steep premium, but one that could definitely improve, as you mentioned, especially if that free cash flow improves as well over the course of the next year. Investors are eyeing the promise of a monster 2025 where sales and profitability could soar during that next full-on semiconductor bull market. And even maybe beyond 2025, when we did some of our DCF models on ASML stock last year, you can check our old videos going all the way back to autumn 2022, when we really, NVIDIA and ASML were our biggest bets at that time. ASML had provided this ultra long-term guidance in their investor update in the autumn of 2022, where they said 44 to 60 billion euro in annual revenue by 2030 with profit margin increases along the way. So that's seven years from now, 44 billion euro to 60 billion euro. That's the low to high range provided plugging in the high end of that expected growth in earnings that would come. I think we said a fair value could be over a thousand per share. And here all of a sudden in the last month, especially we have the Taiwan semi earnings update where the memory and logic market are making their comeback. The next spat of growth is right around the corner. It looks like the market is now deciding, Hey, let's go ahead and plug in those higher growth estimates for ASML stock and stock prices is getting run up as a result. So I guess there's two ways of, of looking at this in the short term. We think there's some bumpiness after this big run up ahead. And so we think a little bit of prudence, a little bit of caution would be a good idea, especially if you're an uh, investor new to AS stock and you don't have a position yet, or you have a small position. So maybe we'll throw this in the category of dollar cost average, make a small purchase in ASML on a monthly or quarterly basis and slowly build up to a larger position. If you're looking at like the 2030 milestone that ASML has put on our calendars, or you could look at it another way and say, you know what? I just want to buy a bunch of this. I want a full position in the stock, whatever that means for you. I want to buy it now and then just forget about it. And I'll open up my portfolio and look at my balance in seven years and see where I'm at. I think this like ultimately comes down to like time horizon and how you feel about wild swings in stock price, because let's face it, no matter what DCF model you use ASML stock trades for a high premium. And what high premiums mean is some extreme volatility in stock price. And we've seen that in the last year and a half, in spite of ASML's pretty epic rally in stock price, it's going to bounce around a bit. Ultimately, this is a company that we're happy to hold in our portfolio. It's an integral part of the semiconductor industry, and we'll just see how things go in 2024. All right, that's a wrap on ASML quarterly earnings report. Hope you all come back for more earnings coverage. Earnings season is just getting started. We have LAM Research and KLA coming up soon, as well as many other companies in the semiconductor world. If you have not, hit the subscribe button right now. Make sure that your notifications are enabled. Always check the community board. There's lots of great information on there that Nick posts as well. Just some information about our membership on the channel. We recently updated our perks so that you as a subscriber get more value for what you pay for. Joining the membership to the channel 
which is $4.99 a month in the US, gives you access to not only some fun emojis to use in your comments, but also access to a Discord channel. Once you become a member to our channel, you'll have that Discord link in the community section of the members only page. So just click on that link to join our Discord channel and we can continue this discussion on there. And it also gives you access to any show notes that we might upload to the Discord space as well as any manuals that we publish. Again, you can access that by joining the membership here on YouTube, or you, if you prefer, you can join on Ko-fi as well. It gives you the same access on Discord and access to those published manuals and show notes. Again, if you are interested in just purchasing our Semiconductor Industry Flow or the Qualcomm Deep Dive for 2024 a la carte, you certainly can do that. Head on over to our Kofi shop where you can find both of those things. We'll also be publishing our cybersecurity manual in the coming weeks for 2024, which we hope has as much interest as our Semiconductor Industry Flow. It'll be very unique to the industry and we haven't seen anything like that out there. So we're very proud of what we've put together. Thank you very much once again for all of your support. We appreciate it very much and we'll see you again soon at Chipstock Investor.